With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Ron Barr, and this is today's edition of Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast on the 8-Side Network. Bryant Young joins us on Sports Byline. He's been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He played defensive tackle in the NFL for 14 seasons with the 49ers. After an outstanding All-America career at Notre Dame, he had nearly 90 career sacks, and he won a Super Bowl championship in beating the Chargers 49-26 in Super Bowl 29. First of all, having been here in San Francisco during your playing career and having watched you, Congratulations. But take me back and tell me a little bit about growing up in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, small blue-collar town south of uh, Chicago, about 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes outside of the city in the south suburbs. And um, grew up with both my parents and two older brothers. Mom and dad were married for a while. Um, They ended up getting divorced after I graduated from college. And um, dad wanted to remarry, and my mom didn't remarry. Um, but just uh, humble beginnings, uh, blue-collar town. Uh, my dad was a great uh, provider for us, uh, supplied everything we needed, uh, didn't always get what we wanted, <laughs> but we had our needs met. And uh, he was a long-time Ford employee, retired from there um, after almost 40 years. And then he started driving school buses in retirement to keep him, himself busy. So... Uh, from there, I went to high school, um, played at Bloom High School um, in Chicago Heights, and then went to Notre Dame in 1990, uh, graduated there in 1994. But just a diverse city in Chicago Heights. We had a huge um, um, Mexican, African-American, and uh, Italian population there. Let me ask you, Brian, about the fact that uh, growing up in a two-parent home, you know, we see a lot of things and we hear a lot of things, but what about that stability for you? Uh, What did that provide you that maybe uh, you wouldn't have gotten if you hadn't had two parents? You know what? I think, it. you know, for some, it would have been different. I think sometimes you grow up in a single-parent home, whether it be a mom or dad, most the most pictures uh, we see a lot is just a single parent mom, and um, and you get that father figure from uh, a mentor, a teacher, or a coach. Um, but lucky I had you know my dad and my mom there. My mom worked a little bit; she didn't uh, work um, my entire upbringing, and my dad was the sole breadwinner most of um, my growing up. And just seeing that example, uh, having his presence, um, having a firm hand. Always being fair, uh, firm but fair, and just having the love and, and the nurturing uh, there with both mom and dad there. I think just seeing, you know, what it's supposed to look like from a leadership standpoint, um, a provider, and just serving in the community. So all those things and examples of hard work, perseverance, and um, just being humble. I got those examples from uh, seeing my dad do those things and living them out, and then also having my mom. Uh, there as well growing up 
You mentioned about going to Notre Dame. Uh, I'm sure you had lots of opportunities to go a lot of different places. What was the magic? What was the draw of Notre Dame to to you? You know, the big draw, there was a, a big Notre Dame following in Chicago, of course. It had a huge network of Notre Dame alumni there. But just being in close proximity, I think you just, you're just going to get a lot of that in your face. But I had an opportunity to go to Notre Dame on my way back from a, a trip we took to D.C. And uh, that was my eighth grade trip. On our way back, we stopped on campus, had a chance to walk around campus. It was just kind of in awe. Went to the bookstore and uh, never thinking that years later I would end up going to school there. Um, but, you know, for me, when I had a chance to go back and just understand what was there in terms of opportunity, there was a great education. Uh, for me, it was really getting the chance to be around the team, the campus, the the faculty and just the student population. Uh, it just it felt really special. It felt like a family, um, and it felt like it was the best place for me. Um, and, and really, Notre Dame could have been in Timbuktu. Um, I still would have went, you know, there. Just being an hour and a half away made it really convenient. Um, just a just a great school. Um, talk about the community, the campus, and just what what Notre Dame stood for. You know, its mission and its service to people and things. Uh, just being able to go there as a young man and uh, being able to grow and mature uh, coming out in 1994. A uh, very, very special place. And I'm glad I had a chance to go there and be a part of something uh, very, very special. One of the things, Bryant, I will always remember, I broadcast Sports Byline USA from the campus during one football season. And I, it was the first time I had ever been there under those circumstances. I had broadcast games from there. But the one thing that struck me with the athletes is that they were prepared in many, many different ways. I know uh, at Notre Dame, the athletes are taught how to deal with the media, how to deal with interviews and everything. I really got a feeling that that campus and the athlete there, and probably all the students, but the athlete in particular, they got a well-rounded education in everything, just not what was in the classroom. Am I correct in that observation? Absolutely. I think, you know, for us, it was, uh, we had a chance to go there, and we just didn't live with the other student-athletes. Uh, for us, we were with the, the student population. My, as, as everyone in my class and before me, we all had opportunities to room and pair with um, those that didn't play sports. And I think that was the most mm -hmm. uh, unique thing about Notre Dame, that we got a chance to be a part of the student body. And you, 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 it's good to get outside of the things that you're accustomed to in your group um, outside of sports. So we got a chance to uh, meet great people, um, students that went there. Um, my roommate, I'm still great friends with, Dave Ranke, and uh, Michael Meyer, who's a pediatric surgeon. I'm sorry, orthopedic surgeon in Texas. And um, just a special place to just grow and meet other people that are from different backgrounds and develop those relationships. I've also always felt that the football tradition at Notre Dame is something unique. I know every school has a tradition, but there's something about that Notre Dame football mystique. Help me out with to better understand it. Yeah, just understanding the history of all who have been there before, the many championships, uh, Eric Parsons, Newt Rockney, um, just incredible coaches and and the administration, Moose Krause, who you know, was the AD there for a long time. Um, just there, there are many wins and years of uh, of winning championships. Um, 
you know, you look at all the Heisman Trophy winners over the years. Um, it's just a place where you're just accustomed to winning. Uh, you're accustomed to playing at a high standard and uh, playing some of the very best schools in the country. And the expectations there were, hey, we're here to win a championship. We're not just looking that we didn't belong to a conference. You know, my time there and, and still um, that way today. But just understanding that we are here to play at a certain standard and we're playing for a championship every year. That was just the way it was, and, and you're involved in that culture, and everybody's there. They understand that. And I think it's, you know, in terms of just having the opportunity to really pay it forward, like those that were there before me, like you understand the legacy that they left. So when I got there, other teammates that got there, we understood that, hey, it was important for us to continue to take the baton and leave it better than we even found it. Uh, so that was just the standard. That was the culture there. Just a very, very unique place to be a part of and, and grow and, and develop as a young student athlete. We've got about two minutes before we have to break here. You know, every uh, athlete that plays at a school, and especially at the level that you played, has a moment that's kind of ingrained in their mind during their college career. What was it for you, Bryant? You know, just for me, um, I think I really learned a lot about just, you know, you think about being responsible and accountable to not only just the school and the institution, but you have a chance to play at a high level and you represent all those guys that you're, you're, you're playing with. And, uh, to really, you know, take that on and be responsible for that, um, you know, that was one of the things that stood out for me. I didn't want to let my brother down. So it was important for me just to continue to hold up my end of the bargain and uh, do the very best that I can because I knew that my teammate was counting on, on me as, as well as I was counting on them. Um, but there are a lot of great memories in terms of uh, bowl games that we played in, uh, big games, the game of the century, Florida State versus Notre Dame. Um, so there, there are a lot of moments that stand out, um, but it was awesome to be able to go there and then get a degree there from uh, from the University of Notre Dame in the business school and marketing. In about 40 seconds before we break here, uh, you know, there are traditions in college sports and certainly rivalry games. Uh, when it comes to rivalries, I, I guess maybe you can help me out here. Notre Dame and who finishes that uh, statement? Wow, Notre Dame and Michigan, Notre Dame and Michigan State, Notre Dame and USC. So when you think about rivalry games, those three games come up. There is some history. You know, I'm sure back in the earlier years, the Michigan State-Notre Dame game used to be really something special, but then it became the Michigan-Notre Dame. And then for me, you know, the Notre Dame um, and USC games are always special. Um and I always look forward to playing in that game every year. Bryant Young is with us. He's been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, 14-year career in the NFL. All of those in a 49ers uniform. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk to him about that outstanding NFL career as we continue across the country and around the world with you on Sports Byline. 
You're listening to Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Brian Young has joined us on the Sports Byline USA Network. As I mentioned before, he's been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He went to four Pro Bowls, 14 seasons, all with the 49ers, and, of course, an outstanding All-America career at Notre Dame. Uh, You know, I know when you got the knock on the door and they told you, Bryant Young, you're going to be enshrined in the National Football League Hall of Fame, a lot of people have different appreciations for that. In your particular case, because you were not only a well-rounded athlete, but a well-rounded person as well, what went through your mind immediately upon hearing that? Well, just the journey. You know, you look at um, your time as a as a young athlete in high school and the development that happened there and then having the chance to play in college and then the development that happened there and the people that were part of that. And then I go to the Niners and then it continues, the teammates, the coaches, the, the ownership, um, and just being a part of such an iconic uh, brand and franchise. It, it, it really, uh, all those things come up, um, and just along the way, just the friendships, the mentorship, mentorship that you meet and have, the people that develop you in a very special way. So all those things kind of come up when I think about just having the opportunity uh, to be a part of this, this unique brotherhood. But then when I look at almost 30-something thousand people that played this game, of that many people, 362 have been enshrined in the National and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And when when I think of that, that is so, so humbling, you know, that I had a chance to go along the journey and be one of those 362 people to be enshrined. That's just not athletes. It's coaches, it's administrators, it's ownership. And I'm a part of that's that's a wild moment for me. It's a very, very humbling moment when you think about in totality all that all the people that have been part of the game and helped develop and transform the game into what it is today. Uh to be three hundred and sixty two this three hundred and sixty second member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, that that to me is very humbling. Um and then want two to also be able to play with just one franchise, just just a unique opportunity to do that and, and be in the same place and and just be a part of the brand. It was a great marriage, and I'm glad it worked out uh, the way it did, and I'm able to represent the San Francisco 49ers. When I came to San Francisco to do sports on television, it was the same year. Matter of fact, it was the first NFL owners meeting in which a young 30-plus something, he was just over 30-year-old, 
owner Eddie DeBartolo Jr. had taken over the team. And so I had a chance to watch Camelot from the beginning <laughs> through your career mm-hmm. and, and everything. And I'm just wondering, what was your first impression of him, Eddie? Well, well my first impression, it, it goes back to, to when I was growing up in Chicago. Like um, I'd heard about um, through the Bears. I grew up a Bear fan. And so uh, through my love with the Bears and then the Niners, basically beating them in the playoffs and knocking them out um, um, and, and, and having some tough battles. Um, that's when I kind of started to follow and track the 49ers. And then as time goes by, I hear about this incredible um, owner, in Eddie DeBarlow. And then I had a chance to go to Notre Dame and I'm kind of being a part of the legacy, taking classes in the DeBarlow Center or DeBarlow Hall building one of the newest buildings uh, toward the, my junior and senior year on campus. Uh, and they're just understanding who they were as a family, um, just their uh, commitment to community and family um, and their philanthropic work. But not only that, you think about ownership and the top-down approach in terms of how you run it. Um, it's no wonder why the people play as hard, coach as hard, um, manage as hard, um, because you have ownership that's done an incredible job over the years. Um, just there's a lot that he's done. He's done his compassionate heart, um, you know, not only just for his team, but just for other different causes. Uh, so much respect and regard uh, for ownership in that that way. Let me also ask you about Dana Stubblefield. I had a uh, as I thought back on your career, and I remember watching you and Dana work together. Uh, people don't realize the teamwork, and it can come down to two players like you and Dana, can be significant in the end result. How did you guys blend your talents to get the result that the 49ers, the team needed, the organization needed, and the success it got? Yeah, so Dana, I was coming in my first year as a second. We had um, just come off a really big year and won uh, defensive rookie of the year. And, um, you know, for for us, it, it was – Right off the bat, it was understanding the standard and what was at stake. We we really uh, pushed each other without saying a whole lot. You know how we how we practiced, um, how we competed um, in the off season, how we practiced during the week, um, and then to go out on Sundays or Monday nights or sometimes Thursdays and, and play the way we were capable of. We really uh, pushed each other. Um, and just understanding that, you know, we had something special and unique in terms of uh, being able to take advantage of when the double team was coming my way um, and he had a chance to work one-on-one with the guard and vice versa. You know, when he had double teams with a protection turn his way, I had a chance to work one-on-ones in the inside. And so um, just just a great uh, worker relationship and um, had a lot of success in, in doing that playing against the run, uh, affecting the quarterback. Um, and, um, you know, we really pushed each other. You know, we didn't, we didn't say a whole lot in terms of, hey, you got to get it going. We just understood. We crossed the line to go out to practice. Man, it was, it was go time, and it was just fun to do it in that way. It's called chemistry, by the way, as we both know, and the chemistry between the two of you was just unbelievable. Let me take you to Super Bowl number 29, played in South Florida, down in the Miami area. 
it was a mismatch in a sense as you guys immediately came out. You scored 14 points in the first three quarters. You won the game 49-26. What stands out the most to you about that game? Wow, a lot. Um, It goes from, even before we get to the game, it was a a week of just great practice. Um, The focus was there. Um, how we practiced when we got to practice, everybody was locked in. Um, by the time we got to the game and all the festivities that was going on, the fanfare, the, um, the fireworks and all that, um, it became for me, us, I think the general feeling was, well, we, we have prepared, we are ready. We're going to win this game, not in an overconfident or cocky way. But we just felt confident in what we had did in terms of our preparation that we're going to win. And it was just a matter of how many points we're going to win by. Um, but, but I remember just when that, when that, when everything settled, the smoke cleared. It probably took a few minutes, few minutes in the first quarter before <laughs> the smoke cleared, but, uh, it, it was another game and you were just locked in and you, you're trying to, affect the game as best you can. Everybody was tuned in. Um, and just, it was just a great, it was also great to see not only how we performed on defense, but to watch our offense who were on the sideline do something incredible and uh, put up 49 points. Um, just an incredible um, opportunity to do that in the first year. Um, it was special. And then to see all the, the excitement after the game and the post game conference, um, just just an incredible experience, and uh, glad I got a chance to be a part of uh, that with my teammates. Many times we hear announcers say about an athlete, particularly in football, being a warrior. I want to take you back to 1998. You were having a great season, nine and a half sacks, and then you had a season-ending injury suffered in the Monday night matchup against the New York Giants in that 98 season. But that injury to you was so severe that you needed a metal rod be inserted in the broken leg, and despite your devastating injury, you came back late in the uh, that came late in the 1998 season. You came back fully recovered in time for the 99 season and recorded over 70 tackles and 11 sacks. That is a lot of fortitude. It's a lot of positive thinking. It's a lot of hard work. What was the most challenging thing for you as a person and as an athlete? Well, it, you know, I think. That injury challenged me in every facet of a, of a comeback in, in the rehab. It, cha- it challenged me mentally. Um, it challenged me physically, of course. But um, I, I didn't know if, you know, I knew how severe it was, and it was going to be a huge challenge for me to work back and, and get to back where I was. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like myself until midway through the season. Um, but I would say the most challenging part was to stay positive and to stay committed to the process. As hard as it was, um, there was a lot of adversity that I faced um, when it seemed like there was no hope and things weren't getting better. There was just a little glimmer of light that really motivated me and inspired me to keep moving forward and stay stay on the track on track. Um, you know, but and it happened just a little bit at a time, uh, day by day. And but I tell you what, it was not so much all the work that I did, but it was a lot of people that were around me that helped 
me through that whole process through the medical staff, the athletic trainers, um, our strength conditioning staff and Jerry Attaway and Terrell Jones. Um, it was just, um, just a, a village of people. Um, but in terms of the fortitude and the will, it really did test my love for the game. Like how bad did I want it? Um, and, and to be able to come back and, and really play up to a, a level that a lot of people didn't expect. Um, you know, it's, it's also a testament to, you know, God just really looking over me and giving me grace and mercy and allowing me the strength and wired me the way that he has uh, to, to work uh, through that. Um, so I was very, very grateful to be able to come back from that. Do you remember the particular moment, Bryant, when you said to yourself, I did it? No, I, I, <laughs> I never, it's funny. I, I, I never think about, I, you know, that, although I, when I, I don't think about, I did it. I, I think about, we did it, you know, and I never had the, the aha, my moment. <laughs> I made it, you know, for me, it's always been about, we made it. We got to this point because I've never been a me guy in that sense. And for me to say I did it and not acknowledging all the people that have been a huge part of this journey, um, it would be a discredit to them for all the work and the things that they did to inspire, to sharpen, to help de- develop me, um, to operate on me, to you know develop a workout plan for me. So they're <laughs> the coach and, and you know give me different technique and things in the. Uh, defensive game plan to allow me to play the way I did. Um, we made it. And so to say that I made it would, would do a disservice to the people that have been important in my journey. In 90 seconds, when you think about your pro football career, what is that one moment indelible in your mind that you'll never forget? <clears throat> That's a great question. Um, well, I'll just say to sum it up, um, just to be a part of such an iconic brand, um, and the ownership and Eddie DeBarlo and Denise, um, and then the York family, um, the coaches and, um, my teammates, um, that when I think about the brand and the marriage and all that, and all that it, it encompasses with one championship, that's, you know, that's, obvious uh the comeback award but but to sum it up the, the brand and and what it stood for to be able to wear that um with with pride and honor um that that really stands out for me well brian i watched your entire career joyfully i might say and uh, i just smiled when i saw your name had uh, been released as being a member of the pro football hall of fame it is so well deserved but not only for your athletic capabilities but for the man that you are and the things that you've done in other ways in your life. Thank you very much for spending time with us here. You're welcome anytime on Sports Byline. Thank you so much. Again, Bryant Young, elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, defensive tackle, played in the league for 14 seasons with the 49ers after an outstanding All-America career at Notre Dame. And he is a member of the NFL's All-Decade team of the 1990s, had 89 and a half sacks in his 14-year career with the 49ers, ranking him at sixth all-time in the NFL in career sacks for a player in the defensive tackle position. 
And he also owns, this was a stat that I wasn't aware of, also owns the 49ers franchise record for career safeties with three. Brian Young with us as we continue across the country and around the world. Good to have you with us on America's Sports Talk Show. You have been listening to Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.